Ah, Grand Moth Tarkin, I am honored by your visit. Welcome to Grand Moff Talkin', delicately curated, long-form discussion of the internationally beloved Star Wars saga, tailored to the modern fanatic, brought to you lovingly in weekly increments by the loquacious yet soothing voices of your hosts, Riley. Hello. Jasmine. Hiya. And Jake. And we're here for... Part two. Part two. Part two, part two, part two. Of <laughs> Knights of the Old Republic 2. <laughs> We finally made it to the second of the second. You've heard of part one of KOTOR 1. You've heard of part two of KOTOR 1. (laughs) Hard to say all these things. Can't finish the bit. Can't do it. But we're here. We finally made it. We We have been talking about Knights of the Republic for like five (laughs) hours. (laughs) Six hours. This should be every weekend. I mean, I got here at one. We probably started at like 115. This should be every weekend. I mean, it's there's more things that we could talk about. Honestly, we're not. Here's the crazy thing: we're gonna talk about this game. We're gonna go through the ending of this game, and there's gonna be like 50 things I didn't get to talk about. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I mean, this is like the prime. This is like a basic primer on these games. It really is. There, I, there's so much going on. here. I'd need to play them again before I would be able to d- dive any deeper. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's been nice for me to parse through my experience because I played these so quickly, so close together that it's like it's all blending together so talking yeah. about it, it's helping me like sift through everything all the details mm-hmm. yeah we left off talking about Nar Shaddaa, I believe yes. leaving Nar Shaddaa Zez and Kyle and you killed him yes uh, the main and character you shouldn't, have. you shouldn't have the exile can either what you just tell him to go to Dantooine yeah. and hang out and wait for a conversation yeah. mm-hmm. yep <laughs> it's a good conversation <laughs> I mean hey we just watched it <laughs> yes but a little off camera stuff not off camera we film these. We just don't release the this video. whole thing is off camera. Yeah, yeah. tonight. This whole thing is off camera. Uh, off mic, we watched the good side ending because I had yeah. never seen it, and uh, it's yeah, it's very different. It's very different. <laughs> Turns out when you leave all the Jedi alive instead of killing them all, they got a lot to say to you. They got a lot to say to you, and they're wrong about. Although all of it. a lot of those snippets, they do say to you as you're killing them. Oh, I, w- I was noticing. Okay, like, that's good. That's cool. I was remembering like them saying the stuff, and I'm like, I remember bits of this. That's gotcha. cool. Okay. Yeah, you get a little bit like halfway through the fights with them, and then they have you have little... some dialogue, and yeah. that's a good choice that mm-hmm. they didn't completely lose all that. Yeah, I was because like, a lot of this is familiar. You learn a lot of stuff in that last fight about <laughs> like how you lost your connection to the Force, mm-hmm. and that they don't really know what's going on. And yeah, oh, I can't wait to talk about Rook. He's a piece of trash. Rook. Zeskayel. He's he's like out of the remaining Jedi. He's the one I like the most. Is he a beardy? I like beardy. He's beardy. Oh yeah, yeah. he's a good guy. With the with the earring. With the earring. With the <laughs> rabbit's foot earring. Yeah, he looks like a high school art teacher. <laughs> he really does. Uh, yeah, he's balding. Got this terrible weird beard mustache thing and a weird rabbit's foot for an earring. Dig um, it. Dig it. Yeah, obviously, I'm trying to say he's the coolest guy I've ever seen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, as long as we're on the same page. Uh, but yeah, okay, so. But there's not a whole lot to say about him, I guess. Like we didn't talk about him much in the last episode, but like he's no. he's kind of the most cowardly of the Jedi, I find in a way. Like he went to to Nar Shaddaa and hid and didn't help anybody and it was like the not yeah. acting like a Jedi mm-hmm. anymore and he's kind of kind of a chicken. Yeah. So he's uh But I like him. A little bit much to hear him getting his high horse yeah. uh, there at the end. Yeah, absolutely. Well, anyway. So basically, I mean what does the rest of your team think about this? I, I'm trying to just think in my mind, like, Atten mm-hmm. is with you. Yeah. 
I think Mir- Mir- uh, Mira is with you. What are you talking about? Narshada? Like, by the end of Narshada, yeah. mm-hmm. everyone finds out that, in my case, I've killed this Jedi. Oh, yeah. And I'm trying to think what their reaction to that is. I think most of them don't care. They don't seem to care because too much. Because you, you don't have any Jedi in your team. Yeah, not officially. You have Kreia, who obviously isn't going to care that much. I yeah. don't think she's super happy when you kill all the Jedi, but she also doesn't really care that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's you a little have, disappointed. You have Atten, who we will come to find out used to kill Jedi on his own. Yeah. Right. Like, he was a Sith trooper. Yeah. Um, you have Mira, who's a bounty hunter, who's hunting Jedi. Mm-hmm. You have... Uh, Mandalore, he, you don't have him yet, but like when you when you have Mandalore, he doesn't care if mm-hmm. Jedi die. Like you don't have anyone surrounding Obviously, you. Visas who, doesn't care. Visas doesn't care. You don't have any around anyone Bader? around you who cares about. Bayodur yeah. might be the only one who cares. And I don't he's know what the his one who would is. talk to me the absolute least out of yeah. anybody. Yeah, and then that's probably yeah. the reason why because mm-hmm. he's the only one who would actually care about the Jedi. But yeah. the other thing, like what happens uh, in this game, and it happens in the movies except to Kylo Ren because he wasn't technically a Sith. He really got off on a he got like a a free pass being a Knight of Ren as opposed to an official Sith. Yeah. He doesn't have the Sith eyes. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Because yeah, obviously like Anakin gets the Sith If you say you're a Sith you suddenly have yellow eyes. So that's part of the deal, buddy. Um, Because what happens in this game is as you go to the dark side your skin gets paler your eyes get dark and yellow and um, you just start looking evil. And the influence system in this game, you can make your companions evil, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> in, in the first game, if you are a goody two-shoes and you do everything good, at the very end of the game, Candorous is still in the dark side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you cannot change him at all in the whole game. I was wondering about that. Yeah. And in this game, they change with you. Oh, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. b- depending on how much you talk to them and teach them and everything, their, mm-hmm. in, their dark side and light side meters will also change. So, like, you get to a point where if you've turned someone full dark side, then, like, they're fine with all the decisions you're making. Oh, yeah. So, it's interesting. Um, but Adden is not comfortable with you being a Sith. Which is no, interesting yeah, when you find right. out about his backstory and right. why. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like when he starts to see your face changing, suddenly he really doesn't he's want to like, talk you're to you. He's like, you're getting ugly yeah. and I don't yeah. like this. <laughs> yeah, he's like, maybe you think I haven't noticed, but I have. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he doesn't have a lot to say to you. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really get a lot with Atten, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah. That is unfortunate. Yeah, because I was starting to get stuff like about him. him being a Sith trooper? Yeah, okay. yeah, I got some backstory. He'll give you some backstory. Yeah. Especially if he's like with you on a mm-hmm. mission. Um, but what, like once you're like on the ship, he doesn't really. He'll play yeah, some so he, with you. he like yeah. left with Revan to fight in the Mandalorian Wars. He was a Republic soldier, and then he was so loyal to Revan that when Revan started the Jedi Civil War and became Sith, then he just joined up with Revan. He just stayed with Revan mm-hmm. still and fought against the the Jedi. Yeah, is his story. And I had got, like a. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say he got really good at being able to kill Jedi. For someone without the force. Gotcha. Yeah, I uh, I have like a net light side shift at a certain point. I was, I was able to get a little bit more out of him and mm-hmm. then veered hard. And hard. <laughs> hard to the dark. Hard to the dark. That'd be a good band name. You went right. You went straight for it. You went straight for the dark, Jake. I've never seen anyone do that. I was very much like Ray in that scene. <laughs> uh, drenched in sweat. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I uh, killed a Jedi, I like I woke up from, like, from blacking out, <laughs> covered in sweat. Um, yeah, okay. So then, I th- where did I go after that? I don't know. There's um, Onderon, Duxin, Dantooine, or uh, 
Dantooine and uh, I guess I went to Dantooine next. Coraban, jeez. Yeah, I, I went to Dantooine next. Okay. Um, Dantooine, Mr. Rook is. Mr. Rook, Dantooine is cool. So you went to Dantooine the first game, mm-hmm. and there was a Jedi Temple there. Yeah. Now there's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's ruins there's of a Jedi Temple. Blowed up. Yeah. And there's a, the, a weird government, like a, this like makeshift government militia, in place. Yeah. There's yeah. The militia. There's. And there is a lot of controversy. Mercenaries. There's. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. some Mandalorians, Mandalorians out there hanging out. It's true. Uh, but yeah, like this, like the central governmental building. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of controversy about like who the leader is on the planet. Yeah, your goal is to find the next Jedi person. Yeah. But uh, mm-hmm. people really don't like Jedi on Dantooine. Right. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. And as soon as like people see your lightsaber, they're like, uh-uh. Yeah. I don't like you. Yeah, because they were like, well, well the, 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 their planet got destroyed because of all the Jedi. That's right. Yeah, okay. they, they blame the Jedi for what the Sith did mm-hmm. to the planet. Yeah. It's almost as if... Most people don't see a distinction between the Jedi and the Sith. <laughs> well, I think this might be when you get that little conversation yeah. with Atten because yeah. Atten is the one who says several characters say that throughout the game. But yeah, they? but Atten says that it, I think here on yeah. Dantooine, where he's just like, uh, yeah, he's like for most really people, they just see two religious factions fighting over each other, and yep. they just reap all the damage. Right? They don't like. Just normal people don't pledge themselves to the Jedi teachings. Inject that into my veins. I know. (laughs) We have like the two ruling classes here that are fighting Mm -hmm. each other and then the people who are just like, stop. Yeah. Like we're the ones Mm -hmm. getting caught in this. Yeah. So rich kid, rich people never send their kids to war. It's like, it's that whole thing. (laughs) It's just like, Mm -hmm. it's, it's all the little people who get caught in the middle. Don't see a distinction between these Mm -hmm. two factions. Yeah. And I love it. Ah, they both suck. It's so good. It's so good. I um, wonder if we just quit talking what he'll talk about. Nah, I can't, you can't do it. I can't. You can't do it. So the whole thing about you being a wound in the force <laughs> is incredible because it's a parallel with Nihilus, who's also a wound in the force. And if you continued on your current course, the implication is that you, the exile, would eventually become that same wound in the force, just hungering for everything until eventually the entire galaxy was destroyed. Now, I... Don't think I understand this concept. This has nothing to do with Dantooine. It does not. We haven't even mentioned this concept of a wound in the force yet to the listeners. We haven't because it hasn't really come up yet. No, but now you've said this, so let's let's bring this up. Okay, because what is revealed is that you you were exiled from the Jedi Order. Yes, people call you the Exile. Mm -hmm. Canonically, that's kind of what you're called. And what it is revealed is that you are a wound in the force. Yeah. But what does that mean, Riley? You are a constant siphon. No matter you you can't choose to be a siphon ever. Mm. Like you are constantly drawing power from your friends, from your enemies, like that that last speech that we just watched where the Jedi are like, "Why do you think you've been getting stronger?" I love that they like gamify yeah, they, do. they like narrativeify the gameplay of this <laughs> yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. They I don't mean, gamify it, but they narrativeify it. <laughs> Where like you're going yeah. through this game and you're killing thousands of people and you're leveling up because you get experience when you kill someone because it's a video game. Yeah, and they're saying, why do you think you've been getting stronger when you've been killing all these people? It's because you are a wound in the force, and every time you kill someone, you are taking their life force into you, making yourself stronger, and eventually. You turn into a Darth Nihilus who does the same thing. I was gonna talk 
about something here, but now yeah. it might be kind of controversial, and I don't, I no, don't I, know if I want to. I love it. Well, if we have to cut it, we do, but okay. I want to hear it anyway. I'm kind of now realizing that this entire arc feels like someone who is dealing with unresolved trauma. So the exile is ba- that's basically what they're doing. Yeah, they, they witness this. this they they experience sh- the death of millions of people. Yeah. They have this entire huge hole in themselves. And more than experience, they caused it. Like, and they, they chose to do it. it. And yeah. they, instead of physically, like, that's kind of, like, the, the um, Kreia says that at the end, that she knows why you did it. You did it because of fear. Yeah. Mm. You did that, but you cut yourself out because of fear. And now that you've opened yourself back up, you don't know how to deal with this. Mm-hmm. So all you're doing now is just taking from other people because it's the only thing that yeah. you can figure out. It's a totally cool yeah. reading. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, like, that's yeah. fantastic because that's what like people that. do when they have unresolved trauma yeah. is they just leech off of other people mm-hmm. to boost themselves up because mm-hmm. they can't, they, they're not self-sufficient emotionally anymore. Yeah, you could, that's a very you could good totally reading. take this whole story as like someone dealing with a, with an unresolved trauma. Yeah. Absolutely. I like that. That's very good. I'd never thought of that and, until just now. Well, it was a very good point. I'd never, thought, I'd never thought I of just, it either. I didn't want that to feel like like I was attacking people who have trauma because no, it immediately, no, I, I said no. that immediately after you were talking about this person killing people no. over and over and no, over no, no, again. No, no. Obviously, but, it's not like a one-to-one parallel, no, uh, but it's no, it's, no, it's no, metaphorically, no. definitely you could read it as a metaphor for mm-hmm. like, here's someone having trouble dealing with something they've done or something that has happened to them. Yeah, that's really good. Mm-hmm. It's really, really good. Uh-huh. What and a good game. It's even yeah, deeper It now. is really good. Yeah. I, I mean... I think what you said about, yeah, what, how do you word that? Deconstructing gameplay tropes, <laughs> weaving it into the narrative. Yes. Narrativizing this, it. I think you said it. Narrativizing. It's a new <laughs> word. I'm sure there's like an actual very obvious word is. that we're just not thinking yeah. of. But mm-hmm. yeah. This game does that all over the place. And what's funny is, because um, we were just talking about games of this era that made interesting choices, Metal Gear Solid 2, which was supposed to be the last one, <laughs> and when you play that game, it's very clear why. Yeah. Because they made a game that would be impossible to follow up, and the fact that they followed it up is why all those other games are so convoluted. Yeah. They made a game that was intentionally a deconstruction of games and how they work and how they can encourage violence, like the role that a player has. Like the Basically, it is revealed by the end is that this person was basically playing a simulation the whole time mm. to train them to be a super soldier and it is a comment on what you do as a player like the fact that you did right. these things like what does that say about you you were killing these people but what does that mean <laughs> like maybe that's not great it's it's something that star wars never gets into mm-hmm. like yeah stormtroopers are nameless we can kill them without thinking about it yeah and that's it that's the end we never have to worry about those stormtroopers ever again right whereas this game is kind of like what about those stormtroopers that you killed? Yeah, like, yeah. How how is your life worth more than them? Just because they were like, you know, it, it's an mm. interesting look into. It is talking, thinking more deeply about it. I mean, obviously, there was a collective national trauma at this time <laughs> in the world, and yeah. I'm thinking like, well, maybe that's why these sorts of conversations were happening in yeah. games, and why we're now getting interesting mm. conversations in games again, but. Uh, it'd be, it's a shame that it takes things like that to make interesting games. It but is, yeah. I think that might be why there were so many games like were directively, directly involving themselves with like the nature of conflict and how yeah. you know people reap the. I was saying the, reap the worst benefits. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I hate when I read bad Reaping benefits. Poops, bitter benefits. I hate bad benefits. I cannot think of the word <laughs> bad. It's bad. War is bad. Is what I'm. We've really been talking to say. for so long. Our brains yeah. don't. We've ran out of yeah. the amount of words that yeah. we know. I, should we? Do we continue with what we're doing, or do we just pivot to talking about this game? There, the only other things I think are because this is more formulaic. Because we also need to talk about nihilus if we're talking about wounds in the force this ca- this game has so many less like missions and things that yeah. are interesting and stuff and it, it is more of a game to talk about the lessons you learn i, I from agree it. you're less you, there's no wayfinders yeah like when you find the thing you're looking for in this game it yeah. add it it turns into another philosophical conversation. Yeah. yeah. So like the things that you're finding aren't just items, but I, they're I actually think, people, which yeah. turns into more like, I think we can still go through like planets, but just, you know, we don't okay. have to go into a lot of detail with it. And I, I think it's cool to yeah. talk about a couple of the missions. Yeah. Like unique and stuff. I do want to talk about Onderon. Yes. A lot, yes, a lot happens on Onderon. Dantooine for me is kind of, there's Dantooine not, a, eh. there's not a whole lot that goes on yeah. beyond like, Talking yeah. with Master Rook, but and, it, yeah. and it's it's interesting because you now we know that you ha- I don't know if you didn't know this in the game or not, but you know you have this command over people, and then you literally take command of a militia there. Right. I was about to say there. that is very interesting yes. because there is this military conflict. You can take sides in it, mm-hmm. and you, boy, you can be really mean if you do a dark side <laughs> thing. Yeah, you can. Um, <laughs> And you can trick the one side into thinking that you're on their side, go to the other side and say, I'm on your side. There's all these like defense turrets around Mm -hmm. the military building. Mm. And if you, I don't know how I managed to do this, but like if if you sneak in this one area, you can find this like secret key that unlocks this other computer that allows you to activate all the defense turrets and you can turn them against friendlies. Mm. So you, so I hacked the defense turrets oh, to turn gosh. them against the friendlies. And it's so evil. I went to like the, uh, you know, the good guys. I was like, all right, we're all good to go. Head on out. And then, you know, everybody, yeah, they, they, they all uh, die. Yeah, they oh all die. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the dark side point notification just comes up like 9 million times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, um, what was I going to say about Dantooine? What is there to say about Dantooine other than that? I can't remember. Yeah, so that that's like the big thing there is is this two sided war. Um, oh, what you said about how you take command of the militia mm-hmm. when you get there, that like um, the exile was like Revan's number two. Mm-hmm. I guess not really number two because Malik was the number two. Yeah, but number like three. You're, number three. you were the number three. You were like the the main strategist. Like mm-hmm. he would go to you for all of his like planning and things like that you were involved in all that kind of stuff hmm. so like the exile is is someone who has always even before their connection was cut off from the forces they've always been someone who's been comfortable about commanding others and having control over others even unintentionally which i like because that that happens everywhere you go is like they suddenly make you the leader mm-hmm. and that's another way of narrativifying <laughs> however we decided to say that the game mechanics because in any game when you go someplace you're going to be the one making the decisions because it's a video game and you are the one making the decisions Mm -hmm. yeah and it's yet another example of them saying okay when the exile gets to this place the exiles can be in charge why would the exile be in charge and they go like well because this person is someone who unintentionally subconsciously is controls others and i like that they 
like they do that with every like gameplay yeah. mechanic. They do. They, they make it like here's the reason why video games. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's kind of Shadow of the Colossus too. Like every game. Yeah. You get to the end of the dungeon, there's a big, gigantic, random monster boss you have to mm-hmm. fight. And that game was like, what if it's just the big monster fights and you don't really understand why you're killing them? Until it's all over. And, and maybe like, that's part of the problem is right. you're just doing it, you know, you're doing it to save the princess or whatever. Yeah. But every time you do it, you in, their darkness like inhabits you and you just become a worse and worse person. And by the end of the game, you become a monster because yep. all you've done is you've just killed monsters. It's a classic way Who are just way peaceful to, creatures yeah. roaming around Classic fun. way to deconstruct a traditional yeah. piece of media. It's very good. And it's this good. game... This I game think, does it with Star Wars and with video games. Yeah. I mean, it's... That's a big thing. That's I, a I just, big thing. Star Wars is a big thing to deconstruct and to do it while still feeling like Star Wars. That's the crazy and thing, which is why The Last Jedi works so well to me, yeah. too. And it's why, and I understand why it's uncomfortable for people, because people sometimes don't like their Star Wars deconstructed, mm-hmm. but I do. I and do, too. Especially, mm-hmm. I mean, it's done very like, well there. You can't make everything a deconstruction, because no. then you have nothing to deconstruct. Yeah, you have to you build also something have nothing first. to have fun with. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. right. But, like, you can have one movie out of a series mm-hmm. of nine yeah. be like this deconstruction and this look into what Star Wars is actually about and it'd be a yeah. good thing. Especially like the main character of Star Wars being the one to like, right. hey, yeah. penultimate episode here right before the end. Let's reflect on what all of this has meant exactly. and let's ask some important questions here. Yeah. yeah. All right, KOTOR 2. Last Jedi is Back good. on track. But KOTOR 2. KOTOR 2. Uh, they, I mean, honestly, they're, we're talking about the same I, thing I mean, sometimes. Like yeah. the overall plot yeah. is different, but like the ideas that are presented in both mm-hmm. things are very similar. Why when I came out of the Last Jedi, mm-hmm. I said I, the next episode needs to be Episode Nine, the Death of the Force, and then someone stole that from me in Discord and said that it was their own original idea. I, well, it's because <laughs> I played this game and I was like, Riley was right. Th- that should be where the series goes. I mean, yeah. I don't know how you do that in a movie. But, I don't know how you do it in a movie, yeah. uh, but I think but, those conversations maybe should have been had. Anyway, yeah. anyway, um, I think that uh, the entire Duxin scene is really cool. Like. Duxin this, is awesome. It's, I was yeah. really surprised by it. It's a very different kind of environment. Mm-hmm. You're trying to get to Onderon and your ship crashes onto this Mandalorian jungle planet. Yeah. And where a big war happened. Like the, mm-hmm. the Jedi Civil or the Mandalorian War was like really crazy mm-hmm. there yeah. for a while. So it's like, you know, you're in this camp of Old Republic Mandalorians. There's like a fighting arena. You can like do hand to hand combat with so, them. Those are so much fun. Those are really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, totally optional, but fun. Yeah, it's it's great. It's just cool Mandalorian stuff. There's not a, a ton to talk about there, really. The, other no, than the, the fact that Mandalore himself joins your team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mandalore, who is the leader of the Mandalorians. There's always a Mandalore mm-hmm. somewhere, and he joins you. Not with a ton of convincing, by the way. He's just like, no, yeah. I'm with you now. And mm-hmm. his voice is very familiar. <laughs> his voice actor is very familiar, and I. His name is only said, I think, in like certain situations. Kraya will say his name every oh. once in a while if you have like his real name because mm-hmm. he goes by Mandalore the whole time. But it is, it's Candorous from the first game. He's like the, the one. Is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, it's can That's yeah, Candorous. It. It's the same voice actor. And there's a conversation you can have with Kraya where at one point she says, like, uh, yeah, the, the can't she calls him Candorous instead of Mandalore. Oh, so it is the guy from the first game That's who was awesome. like kind of lost, yeah. and now he's found his way again, and he's leading the last group of Mandalorians. That's right. Um, and he's someone who I don't know how much you talk to him, but if you talk to him about his relationship with Revan, um, if you get a high influence mm-hmm. with him, he talks about 
he's like really hurt that Revan left without him. Revan, because mm. in this whole game, yeah. Revan is gone. No yeah. one knows where Revan is. Revan went um, in search of some unknown power in the unknown regions. Yep, he went to go find Snoke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, I mean, well, <laughs> not really, but like he. he I want to. I want to bring that up at some point. Like going to uh, vitiate. Vitiate. Yeah, yes, I that's know. Just crazy. I know. We got to do an episode on. Uh, the old Republican oh, MO. <laughs> yeah, we might do that next. Yeah. yeah, hey, I'm. I'll be the moderator. The moderator. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Candorus, when you talk to or Mandalore, sorry, when you talk to him, he is he's very upset about Revan leaving him behind because once he found out who Revan was, he's like, I'll follow you anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, like he respects him so much, and then Revan one day is just like, I'm out. I got to go do something. You can't come with me. He didn't take anybody with him. Bastila doesn't know mm-hmm. where he went. HK doesn't know. Candor's yeah. like, none of his companions know where Revan went. Which is why I uh, highly recommend reading the Revan book. Self-titled I've, Revan. It is I've good, got yeah, it. Yeah, you got to read it. Yes. It's a good book. Um, and I, But see, I've heard that it does not like KOTOR 2. It does not like KOTOR And does not interact with the themes of it at it all. It does not respect KOTOR 2. No, it is more just a story of what happened it's written by the dude who did did kotor one yeah yeah Mm -hmm. the and the mmo also does not respect kotor two it's unfortunate (laughs) it's very unfortunate um but yeah so i just like that mandalore is kind of a shell of a man because of his shell of a mandalore (laughs) because of his like their armor because of his love for revan yeah. And I don't mean that like in like he it doesn't matter male, female, whatever your Revan was. He loved Revan. The, yeah, like in the way that like Mandalorians respect fellow yes. warriors and like have yeah. that. Yeah. And and it's interesting he's he's kind of not really there. Um and he's not the same Candor's that he has been. And there are some really interesting conversations between him and Kreia. Um because he has, he does not trust Kray at all. She knows who he is, and it, they just have some good back and forth. Mm. Uh, so Mandalore is probably the most interesting thing that happens on Duxon. Yeah, is getting him in your party, and the, that is the part where you have to select a specific team to f- fight the Sith. On the I think planet. that's later. Yeah, that's later. Oh, that's not the ending of the game, right? Mm, I think so. Or maybe the no. Ending, it's what the you ending, have to do before the you get to Onderon. Oh, you well, send one team to Onderon. You send after, one team yeah. to Duxon. Yeah. Guys, guys, you're right. So pretty much, you go to you're trying to go to Onderon because that's where the Jedi Master is, and you crash land on Duxin because Onderon is like under blockade because their like their queen is fighting against the prince who wants to be king. Yeah, and so you do your stuff on Duxin, you get Mandalore, and you're like, okay, well, I can't go to Onderon right now. We got to go somewhere else. So then next, you went to Korriban, I guess, right? I guess so. You would have had to go to Korriban. Yeah. Korriban is the Sith planet, and this uh-huh. too is in ruins, yeah. kind of. But the temple structure is still standing. Like you can't. But there's when you no go to, people there. Really. Yeah, when you go to Dantooine, you can't walk around the Jedi structure really. I mean, yeah. There's a little there's, bit of it left. Yeah. But this is like you can walk around, but there's just nobody there. Um, yep. It's, same, and it's cool. Yeah. You can see like the old like training modules that people used to use. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go to your old room, Revan's old room. Yeah. <laughs> you can also like. You can like those tombs are still there, but they're like sealed off and like yeah, rocks. Have you can't in go front to all of them. them. Yeah, so Korriban, it's like it's it's really it really shows you that the Jedi, quote unquote, Jedi Civil War, like took its toll, and it's just like so many people died, mm-hmm. yeah. so many Jedi, so many Sith. Everyone is dead. There's literally like 
four Jedi and three Sith left in the galaxy. Two yeah. Sith left mm-hmm. in the galaxy. This is why I think that um, because I I people some people guys are upset that the sequel trilogy was not Luke has a training academy and we're following this new generation of Jedi. Mm-hmm. And I think that that could have been the sequel trilogy could've if they wanted fun. to. Could have mm-hmm. been the thing. Could have been like New Jedi Order, like there's a whole New Jedi Order, yep. but there's some conflict, whatever. But I think what's interesting about Star Wars is that it is all about history repeating itself. Mm-hmm. And if it mm-hmm. would have been that, the story wouldn't have been, and now Jedi are great and everything's fine. It would right. have been infighting in the Jedi. Eventually the thing falls apart and it's just a remake of the prequels instead of a remake of the original trilogy. Right. And I think because the order goes like original trilogy, prequels, sequels, I think it makes sense to kind of have history repeat itself in that way because what happens in this game is like right after the first game, everything's fine, everyone gets their medals, but then there's another horrible war and we're back down to yeah. one Jedi and a couple Sith and... The it, galaxy is is forever stuck in this endless yeah. cycle, and like darkness rises and light to meet it. Yeah, I like, mean it, it never ends. Like people can get mad that that's what happens, but like this is kind of what Star Wars is about. Yeah, and that history repeating itself is frustrating, but that is the nature of time and history. <laughs> I, we may be getting ahead of ourselves, but this game, the whole premise of the villain in this game is that she wants to end that cycle. She wants yeah. to end Star Wars. Yes. And it's just like The Last Jedi, where it's like the everyone takes the villains thing to be the point of the game. Yeah. Like a good deconstruction is not to say, here's why the thing you love is stupid and it should end. And that's not what The Last Jedi does. Right. Because it's the villain saying all those things and not the heroes. And that's not what this game really does, because it's the villain saying... Star Wars is bad. Mm-hmm. The cycle is bad. Darkness right. rises and light to meet it. And, and that's always going to continue and it's going to be terrible forever. And yet the game does not. That's what Kreia is saying. And the game is like, okay, the Jedi and the Sith are at this, their lowest ebb in millennia. Mm-hmm. There's only a handful of them left. And the galaxy sucks. Everything yeah. is sick. Like, the galaxy is falling apart. No one is happy. Everything feels wrong. Nothing feels like Star Wars. Everything is bad. So, like, the game is saying, this isn't the answer. Like, yeah, maybe you, maybe Kreia thinks that the Jedi and the Sith should be dead. But would that really, is that going to make everything better? Because right. they're almost dead right now and everything sucks. Yeah. So, it's like, they're, they're, the game is a good deconstruction in the same way The Last Jedi was, where it's just like, that's not the point. Like, you don't... Yeah. People need to... Yes, Star Wars is good. We like Star Wars. That's the point of those things. Well, it's like people who say, like, in Black Panther, the villain was right. And it's like, no, the villain had... He had a good point. A good point. Yeah. But he wasn't right about no. everything, and neither was Black Panther. Right. And that was the whole point. Like The, the mm-hmm. thing is, like, the end of that movie is he decides T'Challa decides hey he had some good points I need to incorporate those yeah. into my good points maybe not the genocide better. part but let's yeah. maybe do the let's open the borders of the yeah yeah so I think this is a good game and I think Black Panther is a good movie I guess is what I'm trying to say I don't <laughs> know why I brought point. it up um yeah uh Onderon is cool because you get to solve a murder mystery <laughs> oh Corban 
the Jedi is already dead. You find her. She's oh, been locked yeah. in. Yeah, you, she's right. been locked in the cage. The the Jedi Master Vash is already dead. You can't talk to her. There's no conversation. It's just like, mm-hmm. well, that's right. Sometimes you get somewhere and you're too late. And hey, it just doesn't work out. What are you gonna do? Yeah, nothing. Cause nothing. Because she's dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Murder mystery. <laughs> knives hurt. They the knives were out for her. Hey, yeah, but no, Onderon is cool. Yes, Onderon is the. Like the political intrigue of the oh, game, it which is, is very fun. And uh, yep, it's another thing where, in a much larger scale, like yeah, in, in the first area, you're taking sides in this kind of small squabble, and then it's a little bit bigger on Narshada. It's a little bit bigger on whatever planet we just talked about, and then it's uh, <laughs> it's really big here. Yeah, mm-hmm. where it's like this is a huge planet. There's somebody vying for leadership, and you can either help them or hurt them. I helped them, and there was anarchy in the streets. You helped who? The bad, the bad person guy. who is not currently in power. Yeah. I don't remember what I did. I usually help the queen. She seems nicer. I think I do, too. She seems like she'd be a better queen. You didn't have a chance to talk to her. I was just listening to people on the streets. People <laughs> okay. on the streets were saying this People is no on the good. streets notoriously correct about everything. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's what Jimmy Kimmel has taught us, and uh, <laughs> yeah. listen to those people. No, so Onderon, yeah, the big the big thing here is there the Jedi Master is uh helping advise the the Onderonian queen, which Onderon, by the way, cool. First time we've seen Onderon in yeah. anything, mm-hmm. and then it comes up later in the Clone Wars where Saul Guerrero is from and everything. Oh yeah. Uh so that's cool. Well also Jedi was advising the Queen. I don't trust the Jedi, so I'm thinking I don't yeah. like this idea. No, that's fair. Going the opposite way. Yeah. Uh her rival's kind of a, a bit of a, a dirt bag but mm-hmm. he's also I don't know it, it, it's it's another one of those situations where you got to sit down and you go okay he's right about this and she's right about that and just like can't you guys work it out but no they can't you got to pick one my butt is starting to die is it from sitting for nine hours <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm fine been, but we have yeah. been sitting for a while um so at this point you have killed everybody <laughs> <laughs> yeah you've yeah, killed all the Jedi yeah and the mission now is okay. We need to go to Dantooine and gather all the Jedi, when does the all the remaining Jedi. The ducks in battle happen. The ducks in battle. Uh, okay, yeah, that happens at the end of Onderon. Yeah, is yeah. you send a you, you send up. a group to storm the castle and kill the the Jedi, and then you send a group to Duxin. And you have to pick each character to yeah. do a very specific job, and if you don't pick the right ones, they will screw it up. Yep. yep. And uh, so you it took me a couple tries. <laughs> the first time I did, and then the second time I just thought about it. Like, I got kind of through it, and I was like, okay, I think I see what the issue was. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember what exactly it was, but I think you definitely need somebody with stealth, and you definitely yes. needed to have a droid. Yes. Um, yeah. Who did you send to lead that team? I think, I, I think like, T3 is really good. I think you want Bowder... I usually send Atten because by that point I have him as a Jedi and he's yeah. a pretty mm-hmm. strong fighter. That's so I like, heard, yeah. I like to send Atten to be um, in charge there because Atten's got whoever goes um, gets to have a cool struggle with the dark side. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, Visus was my okay. strong force user, so I sent yeah. her as well. Yeah, so, so she, yeah, so she I know, got to have I a little have, struggle with the I dark. I have yeah. never picked a good group for that because I always <laughs> like that the battle and the like Sith Temple type thing at the end. Super cool, but also really hard. It's yeah. really hard. Yeah. It's so challenging. Yeah, you're in the tomb of Frieden Nad, also in the running for bad name. <laughs> Frieden Nad is pretty, that's a pretty yeah. bad name. You can tell they're in Free These Nads. <laughs> there you go. 
I think part of our criteria for worst names is how badly can you punify a yeah. name? Yeah. Like, how immediately can you punify? How much that would was this, obviously I nailed that you one. You did. How much? How much would like this kid get made fun of at That's school? Always. I wish that people would consult me on their baby names because I can insult babies so fast. No, you do I it all mean, the time. Diaper. Yeah, yeah, I just go around the hospital, the newborns, and like, dumb idiot, fart diaper. No, but like it. If you if I can immediately think of a dumb pun that a kid would then, say in the playground, then yep. they're gonna say it in the playground. Absolutely, yeah. Same with, rhymes same with Jacob. This, mm, fake love because I don't love you. Oh boy, it's cut right to the core because of course that's what everyone said to me. <laughs> oh, obviously, <laughs> hey, fake love. <laughs> I would just cry and cry. All right, Onron's great. Yep, all right. Yeah, it is good. You kill Master Kavar. He's got two yeah, lightsabers. Jake kills Master Kavar. Jake hey, what'd him. you go with? We never asked about your Revan and your exile. You go single blade, two blades, double blade. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I, I went... Double. D- definitely double. Double bladed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think with both I went double. I like I like having the two single blades. It's fun. Oh, I think in the first game I did do two single blades, mm-hmm. and then I did a double bladed mm-hmm. in the second game. Cool. Yeah. Anyway, sounds about right. Onron's done. You go back to Dantooine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and if you're Jake, no one is there. No Jake, one's there. You're like, where are all the Jedi? And Cray's like, you idiot, you killed them all. <laughs> I was like, is that what I was doing? Like, what are you talking about? You killed every single Jedi you met. Yeah, I mean, because the point is that you're supposed to send all the Jedi to Dantooine. So obviously, if you kill them, uh, no one's there. Yeah, there's not going to be anyone. You like in the back of your mind, I guess the exiles thinking like. Well, there's got to be more Jedi out there. It's just like they've all heard the call to come to Dantooine. I don't you're know. Like, are you an idiot? Like, I don't of course think, not there. I don't think so. I I think. I'm trying to think of how it's like pitched to you when you yeah. get to go to Dantooine. Yeah, I think they do. I think she does say like all the remaining Jedi will be on Dantooine, and I remember thinking, I don't. I feel like I talked to all I of them. I feel like they're all gone. Maybe she's just trying to make a point. Atris is <laughs> Atris is the only one left, and by this point, I think we know that Atris is kind of under the influence of Sith holocrons. Whoa, I was. I don't know if I got that. Okay, that might be restored. Yeah, I don't con- think I. I don't know. Okay, this might be restored content. There's yeah. a scene where. The first time you talk to her and she goes back into that room, she like walks yes. across that long hallway and the room's open for a second and it's red inside there and you're like, what the oh, heck is going on? Yeah. She's not only become the, the keeper of all the Jedi teachings, she also has become the keeper of all the Sith teachings. Oh. So she is kind of being influenced by the Sith. So she's not really a Jedi anymore, even though she's, as the theme of this these games go, she's a big hypocrite. Why did they all look like her? Why were there so many white-haired people? I don't know. Sisters. They're all sisters. Sisters. They're all sisters. I guess they're quintuplets. I don't know. I mean, it was cool. I liked the look. It's a yeah. I don't know if that's a yeah. It's an. I guess they're all just sisters. Okay, cool. (laughs) I wish you'd gotten the character named Handmaiden. That, yeah, that's what I've heard. Uh, you talk about disciple. I don't even know much about her because I never play as a male. There's, there's some. From now on, I think we should just talk about everything, and then we'll talk about the ending of the game because the ending of the sure. game is not that exciting. There's a lot of boring stuff on Malachor, uh, a lot of fighting. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that you can miss, um, on on just like one playthrough, obviously, and Kreia is. She gives you clues about who she is through the whole game, who she mm-hmm. really is. Her name is not Kreia, um, obviously. That's not like, and her name is not Darth Treya. Those are the two names that you learn in this game. There's a couple points in the game. I think one of them when you're talking with Disciple on Dantooine, um, which is a character we didn't talk about. He can join your party if you're a female character. 
Uh, his name's Disciple, and he can become a Jedi. And he's Mr. Snoozeville. He's a little boring, but he's got some interesting... He's one of the first guys who tells he you, like... He needs a haircut. He needs a haircut. He's one of the first guys who tells you the galaxy doesn't see any difference between the Jedi mm-hmm. and the Sith. To to us, you know, you're pretty much the same coin. You know, two sides of the same coin. Um, So she, she gives a lot of clues as to who she is. She believes in, like, the Ichani teachings. Mm-hmm about like their their beliefs and strength and stuff like that which the handmaiden is Ichani. Okay. Um disciple talks about some of the Jedi masters that trained Revan and one of them is this this Jedi named Aaron Kai. What planet do you meet disciple on by the Dantooine. way? Dantooine. You meet him down in the the Jedi temple. He's in the library. Yeah, he's in the library. Books. He's reading all the books. He's a nerd. Um only nerds read books. <laughs> So you find out that there's this old Jedi named Aaron Kai who taught Revan. She was like Revan's, I'm sorry, spoilers. They were Revan's teacher. Ah. <laughs> and um, then you find out that this Aaron Kai supposedly died in the Mandalorian Wars. She went off because she was in love with this Ichani general um, whose name I forget. But then they had a kid and she died in the war. Hmm. Hmm. And then you find out that Handmaiden never knew her mother. Uh, she never saw her face, but her father was an Ichani general. Mm-hmm. And you find out that she's force sensitive. So it is never explicitly stated. One of the things I love that this game does, it is never explicitly stated that Kreia is this Jedi named Aaron Kai who went off to join Revan in the Mandalorian Wars. Yeah. But through all these little context clues, and I think there's like three or four more clues that you get with conversations mm-hmm. with her and everything. I think when the Jedi Council is talking in that video you get of them, they mention that Revan's teachers... And they say like Vrook and Jar and Master Kai and all things like yeah. this. I was reading about this on the Kotor subreddit. Yeah, I was like my mind exploded. And so, so she, <laughs> Kreia is the is was Revan's master when he was a Jedi before he turned to the Sith, and then Kreia followed him into the Mandalorian Wars, and Kreia supposedly died on Malachor, but she actually didn't, and she saw that the exile also survived, and she's like, we need to stop this cycle. How did this person do this? Can I use them to get rid of the force and all the galaxy? And she says many times that she's like, she tried to be a Sith. She was a Sith for a while. She was a Jedi for a while. Like neither, neither of them really stuck with her. And she's like, she's such a good character. Someone else talk about Craig. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I have anything to add. I mean, that's really. Riley's the, the, uh. Kraya master. Yeah. I just love that you get the, this weird these weird context clues of who Kreia really was. Yeah. And she's so cool, you guys. She is very she cool. Is. She's wrong about a lot of things, mm-hmm. and she's also right about a lot of things. My my pitch, because mm-hmm. um, as, as I was playing this game, I was like, this would have been a cool direction for episode nine, and I was thinking, like, how would you... How could you, like, transmute this into, like, a sequel to episode eight? And I was thinking... First of all, it would be cool if Palpatine was more of, like, a ghost or just, like, this eminence, like, you never quite see him. Right. And I think it would be cool if he... This is just, like, fan fiction pitch session right now. Yeah, absolutely. So, catch what I'm pitching at you, catcher. But, um... <laughs> cool. That's, he's got his love on. Very yeah, good. You gotta pitch it. Okay. I'm not gonna catch it until you pitch it. Uh, no, I don't think I'm so. I don't think I'm so. 
I can't talk. No. Okay. So my, my thought was that maybe there's a, a part where Kylo goes to this Exegol planet or whatever, and instead of seeing zombie whatever, he just sees this like kind of ghastly eminence there. I think that Palpatine would need to present himself more as like a helper or a sage rather than yeah. mm-hmm. I have a big new plan. I think he would need I to present himself. Guy. I think yeah. he needs to present himself more as Maul did in Rebels where he's mm-hmm. like, I'm just this yeah. withered old person and yeah. I, listen, I've been through a lot. Obviously, I can't do anything. I'm just I a freaking ghost or whatever. But mm-hmm. here's what I'm thinking because I know you're after all this power in the galaxy. I was the most powerful dark side user in the entire world. And guess what? I got thrown off a cliff. And guess what? When the Jedi were at the heap of their or the height of their power, <laughs> I was able to just easily swiftly rise up under their noses because I realize now this was no great doing of my own and it was not anything great that the Jedi were able to kill me. It's just because the Force needs her to be balanced. Mm-hmm. And so there can never be any great power. So Kylo, it the more power you try to gain, the stronger Ray is going to get. And you're never going to be able to win. If you really want to truly gain power, you have to get rid of the Force. This is not going to work for you. That'd be a and cool And so movie. I think his pitch would need to be to try to manipulate Kylo into having him think there is a way that we can cut the galaxy off from the Force. That's the only real way to gain power. And it's the only real way to get rid of all these horrible things that you're haunted by. Because mm-hmm. that's the reason why you're haunted by them. Yeah. Um. Of course, I think Palpatine will be full of it. He doesn't really mm-hmm. care about that. And he right. he just genuinely wants power. And I think by the end of it, he restores himself. But I think that would be a better pitch mm-hmm. than, I know you're already the mm-hmm. most powerful empire in the world, but what about even more about of that? What about more ships? More. Even more. I bury them in my sandbox. <laughs> <laughs> you I was, can have them. <laughs> I, I thought about that. And then I thought, that is just kind of what they do in Return of the Jedi. It's like, we're all, we already won in the last movie, so... Another Death Star too. Let's win some more. For fun. More. Yeah. You'll get tired of so much winning, I'll bet he said. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. I was like, that is a interesting pitch for a villain yeah. to make, that the Force is the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what and, is so cool about and, this game. And the cool thing is that she actually does believe it. She does. She, because she tried before. She was a Sith Lord. There were three Sith, Sith, Sith Lord? Lords. <laughs> there were three Sith Lords. Three Sith Lords. And... It was her, and we haven't even talked about the two other yeah. guys very much. <laughs> well, well, there's well, not much to say about Scion. Scion's cool. He's well, he looks cool. Scion's very interesting. He's interesting. I think if you want to do a tortured bad guy who can't be blamed, who can be blamed for the things that he's done, but who also has been manipulated yeah. his whole life, I think Scion is a good the example of that. The last conversation you have with him is very cool. Yeah, I mean, he is, he's literally someone who has kept himself alive through sheer will of the Force. Like, he's holding mm-hmm. chunks of his body together with the Force. and if in Which I think would have been a much cooler thing for Palpatine to be like. That would be I, I was about cool. to say, yeah. though, isn't that kind of what he's doing? Like he just Yeah, you don't get that vibe. That I don't know. Vibe, well, his one bit. finger looks bad. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, look at that finger. finger. He's got that one finger. You guys that see his finger? <laughs> but like, Scion is like with, with the thing with a, a game whose theme is like cutting people off from the force. If he got cut off from the force, he would literally fall apart mm-hmm. and die because he's holding himself together. Right. He's pumping the blood through his veins. Yeah, by sheer by just using the force. Um, and I also like that as an analogy to 
the ultimate goal of the Sith and the ultimate goal of Palpatine is to create life and prolong life forever. Right. And if like that's that's the eventual end of a, the Sith philosophy right of extending your life forever where you've become like this horribly tortured mm-hmm. in pain shell of a man that can never die because you've achieved technically you have achieved infinite life yeah and so like i like that we see the end point of palpatine's philosophy where it's just like i want to live forever it's like but do you really yeah in this condition do you want to live forever and that's that's kind of like you can kind of defeat him at the end by just like convincing him like yeah what are you living for getting, yeah he, he gives up the will to live it all connects with the prequels yeah, that's, what I, that's what i'm trying to say this came out the year before revenge of the sith padme was basically darth scion light <laughs> So there's Darth Sion where I think there's some cool parallels there, but he is very much the bad guy of this thing where he's just like mm-hmm. the bad guy. He's the Malik. He wants to kill yeah. people because he's bad. And then there's Nihilus. And then there's Nihilus. Wh- what even is this? Nihilus is you pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Not literally, but he is the eventual point of where this the exile This is the mask wearing one. Yes. yes. This is the mask wearing he's one. He's what you would become unchecked. He's like okay. no longer human at all. Mm-hmm. He's just pure hunger for the force. He goes to wor- worlds like Thesis World, Qatar, um, is where he went, and he just like ate all the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> like they've they've turned into like husks pretty much because he just ate the life force out of everybody. Ooh. And Nihilus is like who Kreia tried to do this with him first. And again, there there are hints throughout the game, small hints that he was also present at Malachor, and possibly he was a Sith at Malachor. And, and not a Jedi like the exile was. And when a Sith, when a Sith got cut off in the same way that the exile did, um, it turned in, it went, he progressed even yes. faster with like mm-hmm. what he is. Um, but the exile would eventually get to the point where, where Nihilus is. So Kreia tried to use Nihilus to destroy the force. Like she was trying to use the exile mm. and it failed with him. They cast her out and she, then went to the exile. She's like, there's another, there is another that Don't I can think go. That's kind of an interesting, that's kind of an interesting parallel to Palpatine too, where it's like, they, they kind of just have one idea. <laughs> like yeah. the Sith are like not that creative. Right. They kind of have one thing and if it doesn't work, like, oh, I'll yeah. just wait and try it again. I'll try it. I'll find someone else. Yeah. Anakin's not so great. I'll use Luke. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll try uh, Kylo. Yeah. Yeah. Luke's not going to I'll do Kyle. Yeah. Yeah, Kyle, how about Ray? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They don't want to change. They don't, it's like the blind arrogance that they, they think they're right. Your overconfidence mm-hmm. is your weakness. That's kind yes, of, I mean, that's absolutely. Luke was dead on. And and the thing about the, the Jedi. I feel like I was yelling game, about it, but it's true. It's dead on. Yeah, but Jake, here's the thing. <laughs> you're, but you're right. <laughs> here's the thing. Um, why I don't like the dark side ending of this game is because it proves the Jedi right. Yes. Where The they, more interesting ending is yes. proving the Jedi wrong. They're they're saying the whole time, like, you went off with Revan, you fought in this war, and you are now a monster because of fighting in this world war. We were right the whole time. You shouldn't have gone off to save people. Yep. And if you are dark side, you're kind of like, yeah, you're right. I am. <laughs> I definitely killed those kids. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I'm like, it's bad. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> that was the last game. That was the last game. I, I but, Exile would never do that. I turned the turrets on my own people. I really did do that. They were my people. I don't care about those guys. <laughs> but like. If you I will are, stick up for my exile. Absolutely. <laughs> if you are light side, then you're just like, no, I went to war. I didn't turn out like Revan. It was the right thing to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys were cowards for sitting at home and letting all these trillions of people die. 
and like there is it there's a different way and then they are they're so blind to it that they can't they're they're as singularly focused as palpatine or Kreia or anything they have in their mind the right thing to do and they will not deviate from that Vrook is like the classic example of this where he is someone who the Jedi teachings lead so many people to fall to the dark side. Yeah. And they, at some point somebody in this game says it. I don't remember if it's disciple or Kreia, but like I think you it look might at, be disciple. It might be disciple. You look at Revan, you look at they bring up all these other legend characters like Ulic Keldroma and Exar Kun. All of these people mm-hmm. were Jedi. Yep. And the Jedi teachings weren't enough to keep them from falling to the dark. And instead of the Jedi re-examining what they're teaching, they go, there's something wrong with that person. There was something wrong with Revan. There was something yeah. wrong with Exar Kun. Mm-hmm. So we need to just double down, keep doing this. And that's what Vrook is like. He's like, yeah. he will not admit that there was anything wrong with the Jedi teachings. And that is just like, he's doing it again. There's something wrong with you, Exile. Like, mm-hmm. it's not, it's nothing that we taught. It's because mm-hmm. of you that you are bad. And then Kreia comes in and is like, no, you guys are idiots. You needed to change your ways and you never did. Yeah, it's, it is the hubris of, of the Jedi. It is. It's, they're just as bad in the Sith as in that regard. It, it really, I hadn't thought of it in that way, obviously, until playing this game. And when Disciple said that, it really was a great bit of dialogue because yeah i mean if the jedi teachings were perfect and if they were absolutely correct then it wouldn't lead so many people right directly it to the opposite end all of the, the time and yet it's always that person's fault yeah it's never the jedi order's fault there's never any need for introspection no um because that's what's interesting about anakin is that obviously he was in charge of his own decisions but the Jedi were kind of bad, and they kind of did mess up his entire mm-hmm. life. They did yeah. take a slave boy away from his family, uh, put him in a crazy, isolated environment, and then like and, told him, also, you're not allowed to be attracted to anybody well, ever. And, and they themselves cut out all compassion and humanity that they have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they don't even treat this kid with any respect or no. kindness. Like, Obi-Wan's the only one who's like kind to him, and it's not even all the time. But like whenever he has an interaction with Yoda or with Mace Windu, it's all, they're always so like so very harsh, very condescending, yeah, very condescending and harsh, and it's just like there's no kindness or compassion in the Jedi Order. Yeah, so it's like you can say, like like Ahsoka, that's why she's such a cool character. It's mm-hmm. like she walked away. Yeah, she's like, yeah, um, this is messed up. She walked away. You guys were but wrong. She was still here a fundamentally good yeah. character. Yeah. And that is why I'm okay with her voice being in Rise of Skywalker's. It's like, yeah, even th- like she was on the side of the light, and that's yeah. what's interesting about Qui Gon. Like he's on the side of the light, not my, the side of the Jedi. My only issue with that is that it means she's dead. <laughs> well, no, I don't like that she's dead. Well, but mm, it's fine. Hasn't Dave Filoni come out and been like, uh, guys, she doesn't necessarily mean. Yeah, she, she could just be. She could be alive. She's sitting yeah. on a log somewhere, being like. The, the only yeah. thing that bu- bugs me about that scene is that the the Jedi are placed on the side of light. It's true, yeah. And, and like, and Ray and, says, "I am all the yeah, Jedi. Ray, I am all the Jedi." Then, yeah. and that's those are the good guys in the light side. And I don't think that, like, maybe once you've reached Nirvana and you're a Force ghost, then like, yeah, maybe you guys are on the side that's, of light. That's the true. Jedi. But like, while they were alive, I do not think that. Yoda and Mace Windu were always on the side of yeah, light. Yeah, that's true. So that's that's my only issue with that scene. 
but I agree with you that like I'm fine with Ahsoka. I honestly trust Ahsoka more than I would trust prequel Yoda and yeah. prequel Mace. Oh Wendy. yeah, yeah. So yeah, man. Well, I don't. I mean, we obviously could talk about yeah. this game forever, I, yeah. but we absolutely I, and I will boring. starting now. End of the game is what's. I, I, but you know, I do. I do tend to play this game all the way through the end, unlike the other one, because the ending fight with Kreia is yeah. pretty good. There's it's a good fight. It's not annoying or overdrawn either. Yeah. No, and it's not like the one with Malik where you. He says he spits like something. I will defeat you and kill yeah. you, no. and then it's over. Yeah, it's like you actually have another good conversation yeah. with Kreia, and then you defeat her, and then you have another conversation before mm-hmm. she dies. Yeah, and like. I mean that part of the ending is really, like the actual like last planet. You go to Malachor, yeah, and it's I think it's way better than the Star Forge. Yes, yeah, because I think so. it's shorter and it's like it, the combat encounters are a little bit more spread out yeah. and not quite. And it's as not the same enemies over and over. Also, again. I, whatever they were doing, if they tried to have more than two enemies on that planet, the system would crash. So oh. they can't do it. But like. The actual ending, where you defeat Kreia, which I had some force. And she like, like, she like spits out a prophecy at the end. Does she? What does she say at the end? Maybe that's restored content. Maybe. Well, maybe I just don't remember it. Okay. I was going to say, just from my own like gameplay perspective, apparently there's like one force power you can use against her, and I happen to have it, so it made oh, it pretty easy. Good. I think it's force crush. Oh, okay. Mm. It makes it pretty easy against yeah, it her. It can be a difficult fight. Yeah. yeah. It's an interesting fight where she is not using a lightsaber. Mm-hmm. She's using the force to control three lightsabers. Yeah, and she's just, they're like swirling around. Yeah, the they're room. swirling around her. She's not actually moving. Mm-hmm. She's just using the force to fight you with the lightsaber. Yeah. So that's a cool concept. Yeah, yeah. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but after you actually like defeat her, you can. She like gives these like little premonitions of the future for all the characters. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Like the prophecies that she's making. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. That stuff is really good, and so, it's it's a little bit like I could feel how it was rushed. They didn't have time to show it, so they had to tell you. But it also yeah. just kind of I liked it. Someone has made a video online. I'll put it in our Discord of that scene of her saying all those things cut with Star Wars footage because uh. she tells you things about like well Mandalore like the Mandalorians this is what's going to happen to them until one day there's only one left and it shows like a picture of of Jango which uh. this was all pre Disney yeah, when, when yeah, someone yeah. made this video so it was like when Jango was the last Mandalorian left and then she'll talk about like it just cuts in footage of all the things she's saying and how it weirdly fits in with like all the things that happen in the prequels and in the original trilogy. Yeah, that's kind of cool. cool. I have to look that up. If you yeah, find I'll it, I'll find it and send it to me. Yeah. <clears throat> that when you said that mashup thing, I was thinking just to go back to Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> I was thinking at the end, like when all the ships show up, it would have been cooler. All to your favorite heroes you're, you the, care about. Yeah, to show some like inside shots. And I, but can you imagine? If in the th- if they cut and like you see wedge, then maybe they show like a couple of ships are just like there's some Twi'leks and there's some like other aliens. You see, yeah. They cut to like Hera. You see her, and you're like, oh cool. And then the like the money shot is they show like the Mandalorian and like Baby Yoda in a ship. <laughs> if they showed that, the theater yeah. would have exploded. <laughs> yeah. If Baby Yoda was in that movie. So what is the final scene of this game? That's a good question. <laughs> it is that you talk with Kreia. Yeah. You have that thing where she talks about what mm-hmm. the future of all your companions is going to be. Yeah. And then you walk out and you get on the Ebon Hawk and you leave as the planet is like collapsing in on itself. Yeah. And 
if that's they had it, just, I think, if, kind you just of leave. It. If there had just been like one little inclination of like saying you were going to the unknown regions or something to look to go for find Revan, Revan or, something or something like that. Yeah, because you, you're you because you recognize how much of a poison you are in the galaxy and yeah. you need to get away and find Revan. You know, I thing. get cool with that. That's the thing. There's no resolution, There's about, no resolution like, about what your character is going to do now yeah. that they know the they're full just, truth about yeah. themselves. That's interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's um, not really. And the exile shows up in the MMO, the the Old Republic MMO. She's a force ghost at this point. Mm-hmm. Huh. Um, and she's in this mission where you find Revan. Uh, spoilers for the MMO, yeah. I guess, but Revan shows up in the MMO. He looks hey. like Keanu he's, Reeves. He's, he looks like Keanu Reeves yeah. in that game, and he's been alive for 400 years. Yep. <laughs> uh, so that's Revan. Sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> the but MMO it, is, does not, It turns you know, out he's been, like... He's been in stasis. He's been in stasis, no, and, like... Whoa. Fighting the Emperor. Emperor's keeping him alive or something like that. I don't know. Like the Emperor? That's a good question. Ah. That's a <laughs> Could good be. Question. I remember yeah. you guys saying something along those lines. Yeah. I thought there was some hint in these There's, two games, and I was like, I didn't see any hint of the Emperor. In there these two are games. at least f- like three or four Emperors in the Old Republic MMO. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they and are all the same person. Yes. Ah. And this person has been along, alive for a long time and is alive long after. The game is over. Would you say that he is all the Sith? <laughs> you could say that he is all the Sith in a way. And I would not be surprised if they ever decide to tie things into it if they say mm-hmm. that Valkorian slash Vitiate slash whatever the third one is yeah. are all Emperor Palpatine that, as well. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, with him saying, like, I've died before and like yeah. the implication yeah. that like he's yeah. kind of regenerated in some way. Mm. Yeah, I, that makes sense. Yep. The one last thing I will say, not very important, but some of the cut content is uh, that weird thing with Bayadur where you have to play as his drone. Do you play as his drone in the original game? Yeah. His little- okay. So that was like, Bayadur was supposed to die on Tilo Station before you go to Malachor. Oh. And then they sort of cut that, but then they left in the scene where like, so it's kind of ambiguous about what happens to Bayadur mm-hmm. because he's not really dead, mm. but then he has that hologram for the little droid to activate the machine again. Oh yeah, that is weird. Yeah. And and we didn't talk one last thing, and then mm-hmm. we can be done, I swear. <laughs> but one last thing is one further deconstruction this game does that I love is that the first game ends with a mass, uh, like a weapon of mass destruction with the Star Forge. Yeah. It's not quite the same because it doesn't have a big laser, but it is like right. a big mass space station that spells destruction for the, the yeah. galaxy. Yeah. And this game is about wrestling of with the fallout of something like that because the game mm-hmm. starts and the mass the weapon of mass destruction has already happened like right. the game starts with you the reason Malachor is the way it is is because the exile ordered this this weapon to be this mass shadow generator is what it's called it's not really clear what it does all we know is that everyone dies when it's used mm. and that is what shut you off from the force mm-hmm is using that thing and that's what set the whole game in motion so i like that uh. this game starts with the weapon of mass destruction yeah and then it's it's about what happens after that instead of the game leading up to a big laser destroying everything at yeah. the end so i thought that was a very cool way to do it mm-hmm. uh very good and i think we'll probably have to wrap it up here soon yeah we gotta wrap it up Oh my gosh, there's so many things to talk about, Jake. I'm I so know. sorry. It's okay. Do you ever know about the, did you learn about the droid Goto? Oh yeah, yeah. Did you ever learn the truth about him? No. 
So Goto is because you get him as your companion. Yeah. Okay. Goto is not a real person. The hologram that you're seeing mm-hmm. is not a real person. Goto is the droid, and he is the guy who's in charge of the exchange. Oh. Mm-hmm. And when you're on Telos, the um, the Athorians say that their first droid was stolen. Oh. And this was a droid that was supposed to come in and like work its magic and figure out how to fix the Republic. Hmm. And that was its main goal. And that droid got stolen, and no one knows what happened to it. And Goto oh, is that droid. That's really cool. And his goal is still to fix the Republic. Mm-hmm. He's just like yeah. he's worked all the numbers and figured out if I use the exchange and if I help the exile and I do all this, then this is how we fix the Republic. Um, and I like early on in the game they like kind of spell that out for you. The one of the ladies. Her name's like Luxa, I think, on mm-hmm. Telos, who mm-hmm. works yeah. for the exchange. Yeah. You talk to her, and she describes Goto, the, the exchange crime lord, as someone who is rigid, ruthlessly efficient, and all he sees are numbers, is how she <laughs> describes him. Ah, yeah. that's really good. This is like in the first hour of the uh-huh. game, yeah. and it's like spoiling who this character actually is, and she doesn't even know. Like, she thinks that he's a real person. She just is like yeah. describing him mm-hmm. as that. So, that's fantastic. That's really cool. Um,. Oh, yeah, and also Chodo and Moza in the very beginning, the two Athorians, also talk about how they, like, so much of this game is foreshadowed where they talk about, like, something's weird about her. She's like... So many conversations happen behind your back. So many conversations (laughs) happen happen behind your back, and they, like, reveal that they, like, can sense that you, the real reason you shut yourself off, Mm -hmm. even long before you know it, even when you still think the Jedi shut you off, Mm -hmm. they have recognized that you shut yourself off because of this trauma that mm-hmm. you experienced. Uh, okay, that's all I got to say about the game. Those are things that I sent to Jasmine as you were playing the game because yep. I didn't want to spoil them for Jake. <laughs> but, yeah. Wow. All Very right. good, what a good game. game. It's really good, and I can't believe I waited this long in my life to play them. Don't be like me, Don't listeners. be like Jake. Go yeah. play these games. Yes. Both of them. Especially if you're older than me. That just means you've wasted more of your life <laughs> that's true. playing it. That is honestly. very true. No, and they're easy to find. They're very cheap. You can run them you on any computer. You can literally get them on your iPad. Well, yeah. You can get the first one you on You can get the first one on the iPad. Yeah. The second one, I think you have to play on Xbox or PC. Yeah. Oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the first one is it's great. It's a fun game. Yeah, it's keep a fun, you busy. good romp. Yeah. Romp around with it on your iPad, would you? Would you? Would, would you it just... kill you? We wouldn't. No. I guarantee you it wouldn't. You know what? I live to tell the tale. <laughs> you did. <laughs> here I am talking about it. Someday in the future, we may hours. revisit this game because I know that we're all going to have thoughts about it in the future. Yeah. I Especially mean, if you play through it again. Mm-hmm. I think that- I might play through it You should again. play through it. We should all play through it again. Okay, let's do it. And- I'm sure everyone is dying to hear us talk about this more. But, but what see, if- here's the thing. We talked about Star Wars, you know? Here's we the didn't thing. really talk about the game. That's we talked true. about Star Wars. Here's the thing. What if we streamed it? Yes. I think we should. I agree. I desperately want to. Okay, okay let's, do it. let's figure it out. Sounds good. Great. Cool. <laughs> Streaming it to YouTube because YouTube Streaming will it save, to it YouTube, forever. Yeah. save it forever. Save it forever. Let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. Let's go home right now and do Let's it. Let's go home right now and do <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Take us out of here. Who started this one? Me. Okay, Jake. Uh, get us on the social medias. Give us a rating that is good. If join, you think we deserve it. Join Discord so that you can tell us how much you hated this month of KOTOR. Yeah. <laughs> Better yet, wait till next month. <laughs> yeah. 
where you hate the next month of it games we're gonna do. No, we, actually we don't know what we're gonna do yeah. next. Yeah, I have no idea what we're doing. It's probably next. the last episode of the show. Um, anyway, this has been delicately curated long form discussion of the international beloved Star Wars saga, tailored to the modern fanatic, brought to you lovingly and weekly increments by the loquacious yet soothing voices of your host Jasmine. Whoa, bye. Uh, Riley. Like you know, if this is the last ap- episode, I'm fine. Wow. And you know what? If we this... got to talk about Kotor too. Yeah. Good. Last episode forever until next week. Bye. Tonight. What are we gonna do? <laughs> we might have to do a third episode on, no. on the, not tonight. No. But eventually, over like the philosophy of what this game is saying and doing. Yeah. Or maybe I'll just talk to myself <laughs> about it. <laughs> Lay in bed at night and talk to myself. All right, Jake, host this one again. Okay. Unless you want to do it, Jazz. I'm good. Hang on, I feel like I had a, I feel like I had a burp coming up, but. I think you should do it during the intro. It's not happening. Welcome to Grandma's Talk and delicately curated long form thing where like yeah, it's this person is instead of dealing with something. Mm-hmm. That's Star Wars. That's, That's Star, Wars. Star Wars somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's watching Star Wars in our hey. vicinity. <laughs> My senses are tingling. Everyone just like <laughs> we all stopped hearing, yeah, like their owner's car come home. <laughs> we seriously, all three of us, are like that sounds like Star Wars music. Where's that coming from? <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, yeah, I forget what I was saying now because anyway, the Star Wars yeah. music confused me. It's but not yeah, a one to one comparison between. It's not a one to one comparison.